Hello and welcome to The Whistler from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. And I know many things, for I walk by night. I know many strange tales, hidden in the hearts of men and women who have stepped into the shadows. Yes, I know the nameless terrors of which they dare not speak. And now, the Whistler's strange story, Fatal Fraud. Questioning by the Hong Kong police was brief. The suspect's guilt was clear. But even though conviction was a certainty, the motive and circumstances behind the crime were considerably more complex. It had started more than a week ago at a fashionable gathering across the city. A swank social affair with smartly dressed ladies in evening gowns and jewels and gentlemen in dinner jackets. And the precise moment might have been when most of the guests adjourned to the library and listened to a well-known voice and stared at the man who spoke. In my life, it's already been long and eventful. I have seen many changes, political, geographical, and social. I have seen tyrants arise and fall, traitors live and die. And through it all, I've seen the British Empire remain the British Empire. England remain England. Wonderful, wonderful, Cliff. A perfect impersonation. Oh, that's Churchill, all right. You could sure fool me. Oh, that's what he's famous for, isn't it, Chris? Uh, thank you, but not quite famous. Uh, you should be, young man. All those voices are fantastic. Uh, it's practice, that's all. And a living. Is it a good living, Mr. Holmes? Huh? Oh. Oh, oh Catherine, you haven't met our clever young man. Chris Holmes, Catherine Dawn. How do you do, Miss Dawn? Fine, thank you. And you do very well, Mr. Holmes. Oh, you like the impersonation? Very much. That routine of yours must be quite tiring, though. Don't you think you've earned yourself a cocktail? He oh, certainly has. Run along, you two. You join me, Miss Dorn? You know, Mr. Holmes, that's exactly why I came over. I hate to drink alone. Alone? You? <laughs> Don't tell oh, me. I'm not really an invited guest. Just part of the help. A secretary. I'm here with my employer, Albert von Leuven. Oh, the importer. Know him? The very nice little Dutchman, the rosy cheeks, bald head, eyes that sparkle. He holds his head to one side like this when he talks. Oh, not impressed, Miss Dawn? You don't think I did him rather well? You were excellent, Mr. Holmes. Excellent. Uh, Come along before the martinis get too wet. You dance as well as you impersonate. <laughs> sure. Been copying Fred Astaire. Oh, no, I mean it. Uh, you mean a lot of things, Catherine. Or is it the cocktails? How many have you had? Well, I did become a bit impatient waiting while you were talking to your boss, Van Leuven. You shouldn't have. I was acting in your behalf. No? You're invited out to his home for a few days. What? 
But whose idea? Mine. I thought it might lead to something for you. Lead to something? I think your talents are wasted on nightclubs. Oh, thanks, but the importing business isn't something one picks up overnight. Oh, Catherine, I'm afraid... Now relax. You're not going to turn Mr. Van Leuven down. He wouldn't like that. Catherine is an interesting girl, isn't she, Chris? And you're pleased with her interest in you. Pleased and a little flattered because she's easily the most attractive girl you've seen since you left America. And the following weekend at Van Leuven's, you're even more impressed. Her uh, friendliness puts you perfectly at ease. And you feel almost a part of this way of living. It's a very pleasant way, too, isn't it, Chris? Dinners on the terrace. Brandy in the drawing room. Excellent company. And later in the evening in Van Leuven's private office, Catherine again. She's standing by a recording machine this time. Oh, what's this going to be, darling? A Hong Kong lullaby? You'll see, Chris. Manila office. Attention, Carter. Regarding back orders on shipments of oriental rugs. Cancel and hold in warehouse until further instructions. Please notify us immediately regarding jade and artwork. Regards, Van Leuven. Catherine, why did you have Mr. Van Leuven ask me here? I'm just a guy kicking around. I know. Maybe better than you think. Not so sure you do. Oh, I'll admit I might have been in a few deals that were a little shady. Sure. That's what I said. Two odds make an even match. You still haven't told me why you asked me here. I want you to help me do something. It's simple. He's bringing in some money in a few days. Lots of money. The kind we can keep up with. What are you talking about? My boss, Van Leuven, and his manila office. The details don't matter. All that I'm interested in is the money. And me. And you. You know I'm interested in you, Chris. Uh, draw the pictures, honey. The bright boy's a little dazed right now. We're going to get that money. Oh, Chris, it'll be easy. Oh? Simono will help us. Simono? Who's he? He operates the radio shack here. Don't you want money? Sure. There's plenty, Chris. And it's all coming in by plane. Van Leuven's plane, in currency. And it will land only where he directs. Simono? Mr. Van Leuven. He's going to direct his pilot over the radio. You could change those directions, Chris. You're good Hey, at... now, wait a minute. Chris, there's $100,000 in cash. 100000 A third of it can be yours. Oh, Chris, tell me you'll do it. Take this record. Practice Mr. Van Leuven's voice. Oh, it's a breeze, that part of it. Manila office, regarding back orders, oriental rugs, cancel... Oh, Chris, telling you marvelous. You... You really think we can get away with it, Catherine? We can and we will, Chris. We will. You'll do it? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Well, the money, Chris, it's real, not an imitation. You'll see... Uh, haven't you, Chris? Yes, you've decided you're going to help Catherine with her plan to hijack her employer's plane arriving from Manila with almost $100,000 aboard. And your part in it is all so simple. You've only to impersonate Albert Van Leuven's voice. 
order the pilot to land his plane at another field where Catherine wants it to land. It seems the opportunity of a lifetime, doesn't it, Chris? And the future grows brighter and brighter as you think about it the following day. Then that evening, Catherine takes you across the back gardens to a low, rambling building, a good distance away from the house. You find yourself entering the radio room, where you meet Rene Simono. Uh, Rene, this is Chris Holmes. Sir, uh, so this is the famous one, eh? The one with the voices. Hiya, Simono. He's going to help us, Rene. Is he? Oh, you don't seem enthused, old boy. I am not. He's afraid our little scheme won't work, Chris. There are other ways, better ways of doing this, Catherine, if you would only listen to me. Rene, must we go through all that again? With Chris to help us, we can't fail. I do not like it. That is all. There are better ways. Uh, maybe it's the money that bothers him, Catherine. Getting only a third of the loot instead of half. A third? Catherine, did you tell him... Yes, I think he's entitled to a third. I see. Don't look so glum. Third chair will buy you a lot of scented hair oil, Simono. Oh, by the way, what's that you have on now? Eau de Wallet. Listen, smart boy. If you know what is good for Stop you... Stop it, Renee. You're acting like a child. Let him go. That's better. We have more important things to do than quarrel. What time do you expect the plane to arrive here in Hong Kong? Around 11 tomorrow night. Good. We'll be ready. Mark me, Chris. We will be ready, Katrina, my dear. You see, Renee, he is good, isn't he? Excuse me, Katherine. I have things to do. No, excuse me, Catherine. I have things to do. <laughs> Darling, you sound just like Renee. <laughs> well, at least we get along, don't we? Mm-hmm. Come along, darling. Catherine, can you trust him? Simono? Yes. Yes, I can trust him. What makes you so sure? Oh, I've known him a long time. He, uh... He's in love with you, isn't he? <laughs> He'd do anything for you. I suppose. Were you in love with him once? What difference does that make? I just asked. He uh, could make trouble for us later. You leave him to me. I know how to handle him. And I love you, Chris. Remember that. I love you. You sure? I'm sure. Now, come along. The guests are on the terrace. We don't want them to miss us. No, particularly Van Leuven. Jack. Well, you must talk to him, Chris. Keep studying him. Our oh, uh, Mr. Holmes is a very, very clever young man, is he not, my friend? I dare say there isn't one of us here in this room he could not impersonate. You, uh, Major Ritten, for example. Uh, what's that? Uh, me? Oh, my God. Oh, oh, I say now, really. You think so? Eh? Oh. <laughs> uh, but that would be perhaps too simple for our young friend. Perhaps we should have him try someone else. Oh, right. That's yeah. good. good. Yeah. Perhaps, Mr. Holmes, you would care to impersonate me. Oh, oh, no. uh, oh sorry. I make it a rule never to subject my host to that sort of punishment. Oh, oh, then I am most disappointed. I was certain you were planning a little surprise for me. A surprise, Mr. Van Leeuwen? Oh, come on, my boy. Don't try to get out of this one. (laughs) My records, Mr. Holmes. I overheard you playing several of them. I thought you were studying my voice. Well, I I do have a confession to make, Mr. Van Leeuwen. I did try to imitate you, but I have to admit defeat. Afraid I couldn't quite come up to it. No, No, really, I'd rather not. 
But how about someone else? Oh, Mr. Holmes, you could try to impersonate my husband, Edgar. His voice is rather unusual. You know, say something for the man, Edgar. Go on, say something. Anyway, go on. What's the matter, darling? You oblige her, don't you, Chris? And your impersonation of her husband goes over very well. Then you're called on to do others to the delight of the assembled guests. But through it all, you're a little on edge. You haven't forgotten Van Leuven's request that you try to impersonate him. And the rather strange expression on his face when he mentioned having overheard you playing his records. Finally, you manage to break away and look for Catherine. But she's not in the house. And so you wander outside into the garden for a quiet smoke. And then near the radio building, you hear voices. I am sure this Catherine is a mistake. Oh, and Simon O. I don't like it, Catherine. I do not like it one bit. Renee, darling, I told you not to worry. But what do we know about this Chris Holmes? How can we trust him? Please, let's not argue. I know what I'm doing. Believe me, Renee, I know what I'm doing. He's important to us now. Without him, we haven't a chance. Yeah, all right. All right, Catherine. We will do it your way. But once this is over... Yes, darling, once this is over, then we'll see. We'll see. One moment. Oh, Catherine. I want to talk to you, Chris. Inside. Certainly. Chris, last night I... I know you overheard us. Overheard. When I was talking to Simono, I saw you walk away. I've got to handle him in my own way. You do believe me. Was there any reason why I shouldn't? I wanted to talk to you at breakfast. I didn't know of Unruven's plans for his guests, I mean. Oh, it was fun. Motorboating, lunch at the Hotel Royale, the races. Oh, I get quite used to this life, Catherine. Well, you might as well. You're going to have it. And soon now. Oh? There's been a slight change in plans plane has already left Manila. Already left? Yes. Simono just told me. It's scheduled to arrive here shortly before nine. Nine? We'll be right in the middle of dinner. I'll tell Van Leuven that you're not feeling well. You won't be down. Huh. All right. Now, here's the message. Study it. Be at the radio room in an hour. I'll meet you out there. Right. The radio room. In an hour. Contact with the plane. You know the message? Yeah, perfectly. Jake the microphone. Oh, thanks. Wait. W6-82RC. This is Albert Van Leuven. You will disregard previous instructions to land. Proceed to the emergency field and Perlang Road for landing. Repeat, please. Disregard previous instructions to land. Proceed to emergency field on Salang Road for landing. Got it, Mr. Van Leuven. This is the place. We ought to be able to hear the plane's motor soon. Schedule. Let's get out there for the landing. You wait here for us, Chris. Renee and I will meet the pilot. Uh, okay, but go easy on him. 
I won't hold still for murder. Don't worry. He won't be harmed. We'll just tie him up. Everything go all right, Catherine? Perfect. Here, Simon, I'll take the briefcase. Yeah, feels nice and full. Better let me take care of the briefcase, gentlemen. Oh, it's okay with me, Simon. Uh, what can I say but yes? I'll take good care of it. Get in, Renee. Right. Well, now what? Back to town. I've made arrangements for us to leave by boat tonight. I'll drive you back to Von Leuven's, Chris. What about you, Renee? I would rather not go back. Drop me off at the little cafe near the waterfront. I like their food. All right. Wait there until you hear from me. I think I'll try Simono's waterfront cafe, too. It's all right with him. Maybe it would be better for you to go with Simono, Chris. Let him come along. It makes no difference to me. Good. Let's get started. Relax, Simono. Relax. I enjoy the piano music. I do not like this waiting. Catherine should have been called by now. We, we have been here nearly three hours. Uh, forget it. Enjoy yourself. Yeah, this brandy's wonderful. Uh, hey, where are you going, Simono? To get another drink. Our waiter seems to have too many tables to take care of. After Simono leaves the table, you're suddenly aware of someone staring at you. An old man standing a few feet away. A look of uncertainty on his face, indecision. Then swiftly he moves toward you, hands you a slip of paper and darts into the crowd. You unfold the paper and read. We will leave on the 2 a.m. plane for Singapore. The two of us, darling. It's been just the two of us from the beginning. Come at once. I'll have the briefcase. Catherine. You stare at the paper in your hand. The carefully drawn diagram of the meeting place. The rendezvous where Catherine will be waiting. A quiet side street. Then suddenly it hits you. The original plan had been for you to go back to Van Leuven's home. Simono to come to the cafe. You're sure the old man made a mistake, aren't you, Chris? That the note he gave you was intended for Simono. You're certain that it's been Simono and Catherine all along. That they've been just using you. You should have suspected that after what you overheard in the garden last night. You slip the paper back into your pocket as Simono approaches. Uh, did I miss anything? Huh? Oh, no, not a thing, pal. Hey, uh, you got a cigarette? Uh, here, here. Help yourself. Oh, thanks. Oh, this all you got? You do not like our local brands? Sorry, I always like the best. There's a tobacco shop down the street on the other side. Um, do not get lost. I'll try not to. Shall I draw you a diagram? Diagram? No, thanks. I already have a diagram. Waiting here in the shadows for Catherine. You feel a little foolish about the way you've been used, don't you, Chris? Only the money matters to you now. And you're sure you'll be able to take it for yourself and leave them. Catherine and Simono. That's the way it is, isn't it? The way it's been from the beginning. You're certain of it. You were just a puppet who could help you. The man with the many voices. Especially the one that sounded exactly like Albert Van Leuven. 
Well, it's all over now. Your foolish dream that there was anything more to it than a coldly calculated hijacking job. As you stand in the darkness waiting for Catherine, it becomes annoying. The way her words come drifting back, mixing you up, challenging your judgment. Two odds make an even match, don't they, Chris? I love you, Chris. Remember that. I love you. Yeah, sure. Sure you'll love me. You tighten, draw back into the shadows at the sound of a twig snapping. Then you see her, Catherine, approaching slowly toward you. Your eye catches something else, too. The glint of moonlight on the gun in her hand. Suddenly your blood runs cold as you realize the real reason for that note. It was sent to lure either you or Simono here to his death. And you were certain the note was meant for Rene Simono. Now you wonder. Maybe it wasn't Catherine and Simono all the time. Who is it? Who's there? As Catherine's voice comes through the darkness, you know you've got to decide. You can answer with either voice, your own or Simono's. And your decision will mean life or death. Then, as suddenly as it came, the panic leaves you. Instantly, the whole thing seems clear to you. You were a fool to think otherwise. You are certain that the old man who gave you the note did not make a mistake. That the note was meant for you. And that the bullet in Catherine's gun is also meant for you. But you're sure there's still a way out, aren't you, Chris? Yes. You'll speak to her as Rene Simoneau. She'll come to you. Disarming her and taking the briefcase will be easy. You wait for her to speak again. Answer me. Who's there? Do not be afraid, Catherine. It is I, René Simonon. The Whistler. Listen next week when once again the United States Air Forces in Europe present The Whistler. Whistler has come to you through the world.